You can't handle the truth. The truth is the clowns running this joint live for chaos. Many of our problems could be solved overnight, but they let them be. Destruction fuels them. If you can handle that truth, you need to visit my website at preparewiththinkaboutit.com. You'll get $60 off a much-needed four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest preparedness company, and it gives you a fighting chance at survival. Sealed inside rugged packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years and provide over 2,000 calories every day. Eat right in emergencies with this four-week food kit from My Patriot Supply. At this low price, you can get one for everyone in your family. Visit preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. Prepare right now at preparewiththinkaboutit.com before total chaos ensues. Hi, Steve here. I've been telling you for about the past eight years that you've been lied to your entire life. And if you're as old as I am, you've heard a lot of lies. But no matter how many times I warn people, still, so many won't listen to the truth. I know it's difficult to leave what you think to be normal behind and watch everything degrade before your eyes. The post-apocalyptic movie, Leave the World Behind, was adapted from a 2020 novel as society unravels technologically and their infrastructure begins to collapse. It was produced by the company founded by former U.S. President Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle. Obama played a significant role in shaping some of the characters. It's also no surprise that Obama was able to give advice on some of the technological disaster scenarios and how they might play out. According to USA Today, Obama utilized his White House experience to suggest where some dystopian areas of the film might verge. I went online this morning and I rented us a beautiful house out by the beach. I figured if I made the reservation and packed our bags, it would eliminate most of the reasons to say no. Oh, this is nice. Kids look so happy. The Wi-Fi isn't working. so sorry to bother you that this is our house this is your house you must be amanda we were driving back to the city then something happened you want to stay here but we're staying here we need to get them out of here they need to think everything's gonna be okay everything is gonna be okay isn't it We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. Something is happening, and I don't trust them. Everything I know, I have told you. I don't believe you. I would do anything to protect my family. What you do is your business. Why did you come here? In my line of work, you have to understand the patterns that govern the world. It can help you see the future. Something was coming. I don't understand. What do you mean? We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. The truth is much scarier. What is the truth? We're going to be okay, right? 
Aren't you the one who always said, if you're not paranoid by now, it's too late? Haven't you been picking up on what's going on out there? We've all been deserted. There is no going back to normal. Get in the car right now! picking up on what's going on out there whatever it is it's happening to all of us i just want to know what is the truth i don't want to panic over nothing i don't think this is nothing we're in this together until things get back to normal there is no going back to normal whoever's pulling the strings wants us to finish it the problem is it's not just an idea for a movie it's the agenda the global elites planned a long time ago and if you don't believe me listen to klaus schwab of the world economic forum because he doesn't hide anything about what they're planning to do our reliance on digital services and infrastructure has exponentially increased due to the unprecedented connectivity which we have established now. From the adoption of large-scale working from home arrangements to the use of cloud services, e-commerce, e-health, e-education. Many tech leaders have noted that within a couple of months we achieved such advancements in digital transformation that would have taken otherwise two, maybe three, maybe even more years. This paradigm shift to digital has made the role of cybersecurity as a global public good even more pronounced. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Our existing fragmented global architecture is not fit anymore for purpose in the 21st century. It's high time for a great reset. Change is not happening. We have a choice to stay passive and see the negative trends unravel. Inequality, polarization, nationalism, racism, if we do not stop those trends, will lead to a post-corona world that definitively is less sustainable, less equal, and much more fragile. On the other hand, we can instead use our time to reimagine our world and build a new social contract. We need a great reset that will shape a much more resilient system 
for the post-corona era. Most of us who have a memory still remember that the people who worked for Obama and now for Joe Biden in Obama's third unofficial term still despise the American people. From Jonathan Gruber, who got Obamacare passed through deception. We just tax the insurance companies, they pass it on higher prices, that offsets the tax break we get, it ends up being the same thing. It's a very clever, you know, basically exploitation of the, of, the, of the lack of economic understanding of the American voter. And Nancy Pelosi, who said that we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. The most absurd thing any politician could ever say about such a massive change in health care. To John Kerry, who nine years ago said Americans were stupid. In America, you have a right to be stupid <laughs> if you want to be. And you have a right to be disconnected to somebody else if you want to be. And we tolerate it. We, we somehow make it through that. Most concerning, though, is Obama's allegiance to the global initiatives and the fact that 60% of Biden's cabinet are from Obama's regime. We can see that Obama's agenda is right in line with the global agenda marching right along. The people who run this government have decided it's time to bring America to its knees. It's actually the goal that Bill Ayers and Barack Obama discussed decades ago before he even got anywhere in politics. The elites of this world want to finish off America and they will continue to push hard toward their agenda. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. Two years ago, we reported the research of Pfizer head Mike Yeadon and Craig Cooper that showed how certain batches of the COVID vaccines were deadly and others were not, and showed how red states in America were sent more deadly batches than blue states. But the masses were not able to face these facts, so they accepted the lies of the MSM. Nine months ago, we reported how the CDC's own data supports the findings of Yeadon and Parta Cooper. But the masses still chose the comfortable lies over the uncomfortable truth that our governments and medical professionals are murdering us. Last week, the scientist entrusted with New Zealand's vaccine program went public with data that vindicates this as well. I was involved with building a project to help with um, implementing a, a, a vaccine payment system for our providers. It's called um, a pay per dose system. So it means that every time someone gets vaccinated, they get, a, they get a payment for it as a provider. And when I was looking at the data, which is part of my job, I noticed some discrepancies with the dates um, of death, people getting, people dying within a week of being vaccinated. What I did with the data was um, look at the top 10 um, batches that were had a high death count, a high mortality rate, and I put them on a chart. I counted the number of vaccinated within that batch, and then I found out who was dead. And this is Pfizer's batch number one. We've had yeah. 711 from batch number one vaccinated. 152 of those died, which makes a 21%. That is nearly 25%. One in four. Nearly one in four that that person vaccinated is now dead. Look at this one. Yep. 621 by vaccinator, the third highest yep. vaccinator. 621, 104 people dead. 
nearly 17% of the people they jabbed. There are more people dying than ever before. These are the, the biggest number of deaths we've seen in history. And in the Philippines, the government has voted to launch an investigation into COVID vaccine deaths. We are shocked. Uh, to find out that there were 262,000 deaths on 2021 alone. And after that, 2022, ng 67,000 deaths. Former Italian health minister Roberto Speranza is under investigation for homicide after emails reveal that from the very start of the vaccinations, he knew the shots were killing people and gave orders to local health authorities to conceal deaths and serious side effects in order to reassure Italian citizens of their safety and to not jeopardize the vaccination campaign. The story has been reported on both German and Italian news networks. I will now provide an English translation. The Rome Public Prosecutor's Office is investigating Roberto Speranza, the Italian government's health minister, during the time of COVID measures. He was responsible for the vaccination campaign. The investigations are the result of complaints related to the so-called AIFA emails from the Italian Medicines Agency. The former director of AIFA, Nicola Magrini, is also under investigation. The publication of these internal emails revealed that they had been aware of the dangers of the COVID vaccination from the start. The accusation is that the responsible minister and the head of the drug authority knowingly and deliberately exposed the unsuspecting Italian population to this risk. Yes, they encouraged Italians to get vaccinated. Vaccination was even made mandatory for certain professional groups. Consequently, many side effects, including fatal ones, came to light. The investigations are for murder, serious bodily harm, and more, because Speranza and Magrini evidently gave instructions to the local health authorities to conceal the deaths and serious side effects that occurred immediately after the vaccinations began, in order not to jeopardize the vaccination campaign and to reassure the citizens about their safety. The responsible minister and the head of AIFA are now expected to answer for these actions. According to the complaints from the police unions and the financial police, as well as from the private organization, Listen to Me, which represents 4,200 people damaged by vaccines. In Italy, police officers and teachers were subjected to mandatory COVID vaccination. Here is the former health minister, Roberto Speranza, proudly announcing vaccination statistics in Italy. We have now reached a massively significant percentage of vaccinated people in Italy, 89.41%. Therefore, currently in Italy, just over 10% of the population remains unvaccinated. Well, today, Roberto Speranza is under investigation for lies he allegedly told about vaccines. Among the crimes he is accused of are ideological falsehood and murder. Look, this is the document we are showing you tonight exclusively. It states the former minister Roberto Speranza, along with Nicola Magrini, the former general manager of AIFA, are both registered in the investigative records of the Rome Prosecutor's Office. Last week, the House of Representatives of the Philippines passed a resolution to investigate over 260,000 unexplained excess deaths in 2021. 
and 67,000 unexplained excess deaths in 2022. The next day, they were hit by a 7.6 magnitude earthquake. Former head of Russia's space agency says that the Apollo moon landings were fake. And in a recent video going around, Vladimir Putin is briefed that several moon landing images are considered to be fake by artificial intelligence. There's a great deal of human intelligence who do not believe that the Apollo moon missions were authentic. And here are some of the reasons why. NASA was run by former Nazi Werner von Braun, who was beholden to the U.S. government for secretly importing him into the country via Project Paperclip, as were the dozens of other Nazis who joined him to work as rocket scientists, all of them with a good reason to keep a secret. And the overwhelming majority of astronauts were Freemasons and the sons of Freemasons. Freemasons swear on their lives to keep the secrets they are entrusted with. Why on earth would anyone trust NASA? If the moon landing was real, it would have been a miraculous achievement because NASA was failing at every level of the mission and did not believe they would be able to achieve their goal. In 1967, government inspector Thomas Barron testified before congressional investigators that the Apollo program was failing. Six days after his testimony, he was killed with his wife and child when a train crashed into his car. Astronaut Gus Grissom held an unauthorized press conference where he criticized the program and said it would take another 10 years to fly to the moon. Five days later, he was killed on the job. Gus Grissom's last words were, how are we going to get to the moon if we can't talk between two or three buildings? Moments later, the Apollo 1 command module caught fire, killing astronauts Grissom, White, and Chaffee. Several key members of the Apollo mission resigned just months before the mission. What NASA had been successful at was a massive marketing operation that put space travel into the zeitgeist of American pop culture. And they had spent billions creating multiple sound stages with realistic models of the moon to begin producing simulations of the moon landing. NASA had several problems to solve. Problems with communications, the rockets, and the lunar module. But one of their biggest obstacles was deadly radiation. In order to reach the moon, one has to pass through what is known as the Van Allen radiation belt. And NASA announced in 2014 that this was still a problem when they launched an unmanned spacecraft to try to solve it. Radiation like this could harm the guidance systems, onboard computers, or other electronics on Orion. Naturally, we have to pass through this danger zone twice, once up and once back. 
but Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. Aside from the Apollo moon missions, no one has ever gone past the Van Allen radiation belt. The Apollo moon mission had no protection against the radiation, and astronauts don't even seem to know about it. Any ill effects from the Van Allen radiation belts? No. Now, I'm not sure we went far enough out to, to encounter the Van Allen radiation belt. Maybe we did. The belts are 1,000 miles to 25,000 miles above then, the Earth. We, then we went right out through them. According to NASA, we can go no higher than low Earth orbit. The plan that NASA has is to build a rocket called SLS, which is a heavy lift rocket. It's something that is that is much bigger than what we have today, and it will be able to launch the Orion capsule with humans on board, as well as uh, landers or other uh, components to, via, to destinations beyond Earth orbit. Right now, we only can fly in Earth orbit. That's the farthest that we can go, and this new system that we're building is going to allow us to go beyond and hopefully take humans into the solar system to explore. So the moon, Mars, asteroids, there's a lot of destinations that we could go to. In the documentary film, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. The three astronauts of Apollo 11 are seen in low Earth orbit, figuring out how to stage a fake image for the camera. This film was recorded when the Apollo 11 was said to be nearing lunar orbit and we can see and hear them manipulating the shot to make the Earth appear to be thousands of miles away, when in fact they have blacked out the inside of the craft and are blocking off the window facing the surface to make it look like the Earth at a distance. When we hear Houston radio approval for the shot, the astronauts do not respond until an unknown third party can be heard whispering, talk. Call Apollo 11, Houston, Goldstone says that the TV looks great, over. The astronauts are told they are being pre-recorded and edited for a subsequent live broadcast. Buzz Aldrin explains how they shut out the sun to achieve the illusion of the one window being the Earth in the black of space. And with direction from Houston, they get it to look right for the camera. We then hear the portion meant for the public, with Neil Armstrong claiming to be 130,000 miles from Earth and describing a single camera pressed up against the window to achieve the shot. But in the unedited footage, we see objects passing between the camera and the window. We see a work light in the dark. And finally, when they are done with their hoax, the final few frames reveal the truth. Protecting humans in this radiation wasn't the only problem. The high-end Hasselblad camera had no protection against radiation. And there is no explanation as to how it was able to take photographs in negative 200 degree weather with a constant bombardment of cosmic radiation. And the pictures themselves are full of anomalies. According to the official story, the only external light source was the sun. But in all these photographs, there appears to be only artificial light, hot spots, and fall-off areas when it should be as bright as a desert on Earth. And if the sun were the only light source, then all shadows would run parallel to each other. 
But in these photos, shadows either run perpendicular to each other, proving multiple light sources, or in others, the shadows are divergent, proving a single local light source. Shadows created by sunlight have a sharp edge. Shadows created by artificial light have fuzzy edges. Even the camera expert from Hasselblad agrees that these photos were shot using artificial light sources. Yes, it, it seems like he's standing in the spotlight. <laughs> and I can't explain that. Uh, that, that escapes me. <laughs> Why? The photographs all appear to have been taken on a professionally lit soundstage, which could have easily been part of their billion-dollar simulation project. And when you compare scenes from the Apollo moon landing footage with scenes from Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, there is strong evidence that the exact same technology was used. In the late 60s, a state-of-the-art front projection system developed by Scotchlight allowed Kubrick to simulate expansive backgrounds by projecting them onto a large screen made with small glass beads. The giveaway for this cinematic trickery is that the foreground must always hide the bottom of the Scotchlight projection screen in the background. In order to do this, the bottom of each set needs to have a complete horizon line between the set in the foreground and the screen in the background. And we can see this signature in all the Apollo images. We can also see light refraction off the glass beads in the scotch light screen. The lunar module appears to be cheaply constructed with tinfoil and scotch tape. And the 10,000 pound thrust rocket on this flimsy craft didn't even leave a mark in the ground beneath it. There is no moisture or discernible atmosphere on the moon, and yet we can see mud and dust being flung into the air. In an original recording between Houston and astronauts on the moon, a reply is heard instantly, which would not be possible from that distance. Roger, Jim, copy. And are you progressing towards Dune Crater now? Yes. The same recording was then edited for a public broadcast, and four seconds were added. Roger, Jim, copy. And are you progressing towards Dune Crater now? Yes. And when they supposedly left, there was no visible flame on the lunar module, even though hypergolic fuel visibly burns in a vacuum. And we never hear the 140 decibel rocket engine which the astronauts are sitting on top of. 40 feet down, two and a half, picking up some dust. Four forward, four forward, drift into the right a little. That's During takeoff, when it would have been burning at its loudest, an astronaut plays a musical recording, accentuating how quiet it is inside the craft. An official moon rock given to Holland by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin was tested and found to be petrified wood from Earth. The lunar module designs have been thrown away. Videotapes are missing. 
and all of the telemetry data, which could be used as evidence of the moon mission, is also somehow missing. We, we have been unable to, to, to track it down. I mean, we don't know uh, where this, this telemetry data ended up, and we don't know the, what, what path it may have taken. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm afraid I can't really give you much of a clue as to, as to where this data ended up. I want to say this with all seriousness. Jesus Christ died for your sins and mine, and now it's your choice. Your choice to humble yourself and confess that you're a sinner trapped in a world of wickedness and that you need his power and strength to make it through to the end. The only way that that's possible is by asking him to forgive you of your sins and surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. There's no other way. There's no other God that will help you or has the power to set you free from the issues and habits that imprison you. Jesus died to set you free and to deliver you from the wrath of God. We are people of flesh and blood. This is why Jesus became one of us, so that through his death, he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil. When Jesus gave his life for us, he took back all the power that Adam and Eve allowed the enemy to take from them. And when you ask him into your life to be the Lord of your life, the enemy has no more power over death in your life, no more power over sin to make you serve him in practicing that sin. I leave a link in the description box below. It will take you to a page with a simple prayer. If you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today, don't wait, don't put it off. Think about it.